Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Well, uh, Morgan, I, I guess to, to get things started, uh, I, I want to look back, uh, you know, when you were starting uh, your playing career in college, because this is a question mm-hmm. I've asked of uh, Jen Rosati. We've had Carla Berube on, and I'm always curious uh, to hear from other players who have been recruited by Gino. When you were when you were in the the recruiting phase phase, what was Gino's recruiting pitch to you like at that time to come to UConn? Because, like I said, with them, I, I think it's pretty different today than it was uh, back when you started playing for them. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, you know, if you want to come and work hard, um, this is the place for you. So uh, that wasn't anything different than what I had done my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't really any games or, um, he was very genuine and, um, in our conversation and it wasn't, um, it just wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. It was like, Hey, you want to come here and play or, <laughs> or what? So it wasn't tricky. So come, coming to UConn, where, uh, where perfection has has almost seemed to to be the the theme of late. You were part of two straight undefeated seasons in high school. What was that like getting to experience that while you were in high school, and, and then you know heading up to UConn where you'd have another undefeated season at some at one point during your career? Um, you know, I, I think when you're in the midst of those things, you don't really think about it. Other people might bring it to your attention, and then it kind of creeps in a little bit. But when you're playing, um, you know, you're just trying to get better every day. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it was basically the, the way I was brought up was, um, if you do things right, winning happens, um, and, you know, and to compete and, and, you know, just try to push yourself every day, then good things will happen. You, you won three national championships during your time at UConn. Was there one that stuck out com- compared to the others or do they all feel the same? What, what's it like winning multiple championships there? Um, I think definitely the, the one our senior year. Um, because you can now, you can walk off, um, you know, you won your last game and then not a lot of teams can say that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I would definitely think, I definitely think my, my senior year. When did, when during your, you know, as, as your college playing career started to wind down, when did you get the idea that, that you might have an interest in, in getting into coaching? Um, my, my sophomore year, actually. So I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I didn't get into school education. Um, I, I was going another another avenue. Um, and the more I was around CD, Jamel, and Tanya, I just really loved what they did. Um, and I wanted to play and play and play until the wheels fell off. Um, and so I was like, well, after I'm done playing, I'd love to coach. And um, that's how it started. And they would help me. They would show me how they did scouts and show me how they watched film and um, I would try to pick up on things that they did in practice, um, and, and that's really where it started. You, you then spent a year once you once you graduated uh, as a student assistant with with Gino. What did you learn from him during that year that you got to to serve as a student assistant? Um, I think the most important thing is you don't really coach. <laughs> so you know you get during the school year you get twenty hours a week with them. Uh, back then you couldn't even work out in the summer with your players. Um, but it's more, it's a lot more of other things, managing people, managing, uh, you know, checking on academics, 
um, uh, you know, budgeting, all that stuff. You, it's, coaching is just a very, very small piece of, of what you do. Before you, you got uh, your, your head coaching job at Hartford, you had been all over the country in a variety of different coaching <laughs> roles. What did you learn along the way throughout your coaching journey that, that you've been able to apply now uh, to your time here at Hartford? Um, I think one of the, the best things is, is uh, when, when you coach at a lot of different places, you see that you, know, you, you don't always have to do things one way mm-hmm. um that there's a lot of completely um you know the way i was taught to play or the way i played in high school or the way i played in college um and for the most part can you hear me yep i can hear you all right okay sorry. um for the most part like the way my coaches were in high school and the way my coaches were in college, we're very similar, like demanding, um, you know, expected a lot of us, wanted us to work hard, wanted us to do well in school. And I worked for people who, uh, you know, maybe they didn't care about certain things or, you know, maybe they like to, to play knockout more in practice. You know, just mm-hmm. there's different ways to do it. So when when you were uh, going up the, the coaching ladder, one place uh, – you know, you were at was at the University of Washington, and you got to be on a, on a Final Four run there. What was it like being on the Final Four run from the coaching side of things uh, compared to when you were a player and experiencing it that way? Uh, well, you know, I think when when I had gone to UConn, they had won two national championships. So right before I got there, they won one, and then they won in '95, and they had been to uh, a bunch of Final Fours. Uh, but the expectation. Um, was that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, I was lucky enough to be a part of Mike's staff at Washington, um, it was just so surreal. And and I never, you know, it's something I've always wanted, but I never thought it was um, really possible. I knew that when I, I took the job, I knew they were going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, it was just an unbelievable feeling of emotion. And when you're a player, you have more control, even though you don't think you do because you're playing the game. But when you're a coach, you try to put people in the right positions and, and hope, hopefully you're doing the right things to make them successful. But in the end, you know, the, the players have to make the plays. Mm-hmm. So from a coach's point, you, you kind of don't really have much control in the game. And, for you know to be a part of that it was just it was amazing I mean it was amazing it was surreal it was so emotional um you know who knows will I ever get back to a final four as a coach like it's Mm -hmm. just it it was incredible when when the Hartford job opened up what got you interested in in making that move to Hartford uh well the last couple years I had been looking at head coaching jobs and um you know, uh, I was, I had, I had went for another job in the spring, um, didn't work out. And then I was done. I was, I was just about to sign another lease, uh, in Arizona. And I got a call from Chris Daly and she said, Hey, you know, what about the Hartford job? And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. And then randomly I get a text from a friend who doesn't knows 
like basketball, but doesn't know it enough for her to text me this and was like, you need to go for the Hartford job. And I was like, really? And she was like, absolutely. So I called CD back up and she was going to be running into Mary Ellen Gillespie um, in a couple of days. And so she was like, well, I'll bring your name up. And someone else had brought my name up to Mary Ellen also. And so it just kind of fell into place. It happened relatively quickly, um, like over about a week and a half. Um, and, but, but she was completely respectful of what we were trying to do at Arizona and was like, well, when you finish, that's when we'll talk. And she had talked to my boss, Adia Barnes at Arizona. And, um, you know, everyone knew everyone was on the same page. So, um, but that, that's really how kind of, kind of perked my interest. And, and then to just be back home, my family still lives in Vermont. So, uh, you know, that was, that was all a, a pull. And I, you know, I knew what Jen, Jen and Kim had both done here. So um, I knew it, it was a great place to be. You know, it, th- this first season had to be a, a tough season for you, at least in, in terms of wins and losses. But overall, what was the experience like for you this year, you know, your first season as a head coach? Um, you know, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, it, wins and losses were hard, uh, but th- there's a bigger picture. And I've been doing this for a while, and I'm older, uh, and um, I understand that things don't just happen. And our players worked every day and they worked as hard as they could. Um, And we saw that growth as a staff. We saw them get better individually and as a team. Um, And that was our goal. Um, Yeah, we want to win games. Yeah, they wanted to win games. They didn't want to lose all those games. Um, So, you know, just it it was it was amazing. It really was. It was hard. Um, Probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, but it was, it was, it was, you know, I wouldn't take it back for the world. I'm always curious to dive a little bit more into, into coaching styles. And from your perspective, how do you motivate a team and keep them going through those tough times? Um, you know, while it might not be showing on, on the scoreboard or in the standings, how do you get the team to keep, you know, plowing through and and making that progress and growth throughout the year? Um, you know, we, we did a bunch of different things. Um, you know, we watched a bunch of film. Um, we would give motivational, like if we saw something motivational on social media or someone might send me something motivational, maybe we would play it for the team or play it during stretch or, um, you know, we, we just, we tried to mix it up, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, maybe do a fun thing one day or, um, you know, we got banged up at one point in the year. So we did stretching and then, free throws or, you know, we just tried to, to really mix it up and, and keep them engaged. And, and, um, you know, the group we have, you know, great parents, great young women, um, and they just bought in, um, and they were, they were all in. And, and I think that was the coolest part about winning that last game was they did all of that work and they got to see a result from that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think really that's that's about it. So. How how satisfying was it to 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 win that first game uh, in your last game of the season? I have to imagine it it was quite a relief at that point to uh, to get it there. It it sure was. Um, you know, it was just uh, it was amazing. 
uh, you know, to win, you know, to be a, a head coach and then win a game, your first game, um, it's a great feeling. So uh, it didn't matter if, it, you know, first light just happened to be the last game. Um, but, you know, I'm grateful that it happened. So. <laughs> I'll get you out of here on this question. And this is just taking a look at the overall state of women's college basketball now. And it seems like there's more parity in the game than there has been in the past. Do you see that from your perspective and see that the game is continuing to get more competitive uh, across the country uh, with a number of different schools, you know, really getting involved and having, having better chances to win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the talent had been, has been pretty well dispersed. Like, you know, different teams have won over the last couple of years. And, you know, there's, there's, I think there's 24 all Americans. They can't, they don't all go to one place. Um, you know, they go, to different places in the country. And I, I just think that, um, you know, I, I do think the game is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the audience is, is kind of broadening. And I, I think with that, um, you know, with that interest and, and, and young women becoming more comfortable and being competitive and, and um, you know, maybe wanting to go to different places or do their own thing, um, you know, I, I think it's great for the game. Awesome. Coach, I really appreciate the time, and, and thanks for joining us. And best of luck uh, as you get ready uh, already, I'm sure, to start prepping for next season. So thanks again, Coach. Thank you. Thanks, thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod. The host at Jared Cutler and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.